Rob, you mentioned uh, walking the pig. Uh, what did that mean? It's this little guy here. A little office oh. assistant. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Tea with Abby, the show where we talk the tea, aka the truth of what it is like to really run a business. And this season features co-founders, founders who have both a work relationship and then some other thing that keeps them tied together, whether it be best friends, husband and wives, brother and sisters, or in this case, cousins. So today's guest on our episode are the uh, operators of Bob's Containers. We'll get into all of that. Uh, but let's say a big welcome to Bob and Will. Welcome, you guys, to the tea. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, awesome to be here. So where are you guys recording from? You're obviously in two separate locations. I'm here in my bedroom in South Austin. Yeah, um, I'm over here on the east side of Austin. I'm actually inside of a container office right now not too far from our uh, fabrication shop. Very cool. Where are you, Will? I am in my bedroom in Central Austin. <laughs> so we're clearly running our businesses in this pandemic state. Um, overall, how has it been going for you guys? And kind of what's your sentiment on what it's like to run a business right now? Yeah. Um, not to disparage anyone who's not doing as well or having a hard time, but we have been very fortunate. It's actually been really good times for us in terms of, I mean, we're only almost just under two years old, but business is doing very well. We're still growing. We're still able to hire uh, and meet our commitments. And it really hasn't affected our growth path. And I, I really can't understate this. We've been very fortunate. Several things lined up despite the pandemic that just sort of have worked out for us so i don't know will do you want to add on that a little bit uh yeah i definitely agree uh definitely our opportunity arose and we uh pivoted and kind of kept going in an upward direction which i, I feel like holds true to our story of us i don't know us growing up for, from where we are from and how we take adversity as an opportunity hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with um, that idea of taking adversity and making an opportunity. And um, I think there's a lot of power in being able to find the silver linings in this unusual and historic year. Um, but for our audience who has no idea what Bob meant when he said he's sitting in a container right now. Um, so Bob's Containers is a full service shipping container company, um, essentially correct me if I'm wrong, an e-commerce model where consumers can purchase or rent containers and turn them into home offices, tiny homes, you name it. Elaborate a little bit more on what you guys do. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on the nail there. So we, uh, anything to do with shipping containers, right? So we're upcycling used shipping containers to be used for homes, offices, anything cool we'll build for you. Uh, I can't, I won't say it's anything's impossible. We've done a lot of crazy things with these things um, and it's, it's fun, right? And 
we have sort of an e-commerce uh, model of how we approach it. We also just sell containers and we give out like as much content as we can on how to do it yourself. Really trying to support the DIY crowd. Um, but yeah. Cool. So you were both working for the city, doing some of the containers, saw how that experience wasn't working well, pivoted to start your own, or where did this idea come from? Because, you know, I've been down on Rainy Street to like Container Bar, right? And and that experience is really cool. We were like, wow, this is, who knew you could do this? Um, where did this idea, business idea start? Um, so, Kind of got it right. So I was working as just like a software engineer for Cisco Foods. And I got there because they bought a startup I worked for. But um, essentially, just got bored, just got the itch. You know, it's like a cog in a big, a big system, big wheel. And um, honestly, we saw the movie War Dogs. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Just yeah. know. And just the, the like the short of it is, anybody can bid on government contracts. And so we just poked around the city of Austin had a bid to make a container park, which is called Buck's Bazaar. Uh, you guys have filmed there actually. And we just sort of bid on it on a whim. And it, I always say this, honestly, we did like some cowboy math, which is like, they had a budget and we just went right under the budget with the hunch that we could get it done. But we had no experience. We had nothing. And uh, just, it, we got selected because we just meet the budget requirement and just sold ourselves in the interview, kind of a deal. Wow. So uh, that's how we got started. And um, yeah, Will, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, he had a pretty solid, I would say. It was, uh, it was definitely a, like a dream that we made a reality, you know? I would say we we're two people that once we set our mind on something, it just gravitate towards us as we keep putting effort into said thing. And it was, it was, it was interesting because um, I'd say we've been on every single level of this company from, you know, cleaning out a container, scrubbing off some rust, from painting it to doing the exterior interior. That's kind of, we knew we could do it better. And so we did. You guys bid, you won. Now you have to go do the job. Did you like call each other up and you're like, okay, let's go figure this out. Let's go into business. Like how did, how did this relationship turn from a, uh, you know, from being family into being business partners? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. So yeah, we should kind of take a step back. So prior to bidding on the city of Austin uh, contract and getting the wheels started getting going, we agreed to be in business together. And so we have, I guess, a normal sized family, but we had a cousin who passed away at a very young age of 19. And I kind of felt like I'm the oldest in the family and I really need to make sure that the, like the younger cousins have direction, some sort of guidance and all that. And for those of you who don't know, you'll see Will's a Marine veteran and he lost his vision during service. So I definitely didn't want something like that to ever happen again. And I just sort of jumped in. I said, Will, I, we, maybe it's not the exact words, but like, we, I don't know what yet, but let's go into business together. Um, I'll try to figure something out, a lead and you just, help me execute on it because I can trust you and it'll all come together like just sort of trust me right because I'm for multiple reasons one I trust you so I know that we can get something going or I don't have to worry about you know finding a co-founder but also like I I we both have that drive we both know where we came from 
and we don't want to stay there. So like we have that drive and we're going to we're gonna figure something out. Wow. So. And, and Will, yeah. you were like, okay. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, immediately you have to, you know, reflect on each other and kind of uh, figure out like who is, who, who is my cousin, you know? And Bob hit it pretty well. You know, we're both very gritty individuals and, you know, he's, I think our, we, we respected each other as that we're both kind of better ourselves, but not, not in a selfish way, but to help the people that we care about. And with that, with that aspect, I was like, yeah, I can see us working together and we, we both dealt with different challenges in life in our own ways and dealt with them. And even together, like just through that contract, there was so much adversity, but we were, we were there for each other because the one, the family aspect, because no matter what happens, you know, uh, we're going to stick, stick together. And the business aspect and the fact that we're going to do whatever it takes for us to be successful in what, what we, what we want to get accomplished. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's the superpower that I've sort of been uh, seeing in relationships um, where business partners have something outside of themselves tying them together. Um, that there's this relentless, you know, we're going to figure it out and make it work no matter what, because at the end of the day, we're either still friends or we're going home to live together, or there's something there's something bigger that ties the relationship together just beyond, oh, we're co-founders. Um, and I think it adds this incredible dynamic to business that, frankly, it seems like it's going to help you survive any uncertain times, either this year or anything um, ahead of you guys. Um, you've mentioned a little bit this idea of growing up with some adversity. Um, where are you guys from? Where did you grow up? Um, well, we're both from the city of San Antonio, uh, born and raised. I was uh, raised on the west side of San Antonio. I believe Bob as well is like south southwest side of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So not the, the most uh, flourishing part of town. Okay. And just gr growing up, not necessarily, I would say poor, but not but definitely had to struggle eat, you know, beans and rice, probably majority uh, of, of the day as, 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 our, as our vegetable, you know. <laughs> and then just, you know, definitely went to a, a lower, like, uh, like a lower grade school. And from there, just kind of like seeing where I was at and knowing that I want to, you know, be better, not only for myself, but, but for my community. And I, I, I go there and hang out with my family and my friends. And uh, I do um, public speaking at my old high school for my old football, for my old football team as well, because they, because they respect that I'm, you know, trying to do better for myself. and. They want the community to know that there's other options available to everybody in our community. Was entrepreneurship something that you guys grew up around? Did you know that path um, that you could start your own business um, and make a future for yourself that way? I would say no. I don't think anyone in our family really seriously thought about starting a business. So, I mean, just to like to jump on with Will said, we didn't grow up terribly, but you know, we certainly weren't rich. There was, I think once you're, you know, just growing up that in San Antonio Hispanic, it's just like, you know, you're going to start working at an early age. So we both started like at 12, 13, just because it's a requirement, you know, just to live more comfortably. So uh, that being said, I saw entrepreneurship somewhat through the person, people we were working for, but it never seemed like, so, to me, it never seemed something like attainable, right? 
or something that was in our path. And it was mindset was very much like trained to be like work hard, get a good job, get to like comfort zone, and that's where it stops. You know, mm-hmm. then go do other things in life. So I think entrepreneurship kind of popped in our head relatively recently. Um, I, I think driven a lot by our like ambition. You know. Yeah. And and since diving into entrepreneurship, um, you know, if some people who aren't used to the idea around you, whether it be friends or family, might think you're crazy. I think my family, I have half the support and half are still like, okay, good luck. You know, they, they, they don't know what to make How do you family feel about this endeavor you guys are on? It's, I'll speak about my mother. So our my mother and his father, brother and sister. Uh, okay. All their siblings. So my mom is either really hot or really cold on the subject. So she's a super risk averse. Like, why don't you just go back to work at Cisco Foods? It was a high paying job. It was easy. Like, just totally like, no. Or she's the exact opposite. Or she's like a little arrogant on our behalf. She's like, my son's <laughs> company came out of nowhere and they're doing the best and they're like and she'll just she'll brag and embellish us to all her friends and it's like there's there's no middle ground either it's like she's either scolding me to <laughs> go get go get settled down and get like a, a secure job or she's being a huge bragger <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome did you have to really explain like what you're doing with these containers because I can imagine if you've never experienced walking into a place like an office or a restaurant that uses containers you'd be like shipping containers what do you what do you mean you turn them into home offices um did you have to bring your family to like physically walk into some of your things and show them pictures for them to go um no I think sort of they didn't understand of course what we were doing at first and yeah. it just seemed like a one-off to them like they're doing this little project hustle but then yeah. like it consistently and then i think after a year we really turned on the facebook machine and now they see what we're doing and now my mother's super like oh those are great you did that and she doesn't necessarily know that we aren't physically building each one she thinks we are so she's even more proud they're like they're doing this all <laughs> with their bare hands it's a two-person operation which isn't the truth at all, but like, you know, that's what they think, but at least they have that visual. Um, and you said it right, like, I don't think I have ever really stood in a shipping container or looked at them much more than so than anyone else. It's sort of something that I feel like we kind of fell into. And now because of like a series of events and driven a lot by being stubborn, like now that's like our flourishing business and our career path, you know? Well, what does your dad think about uh the whole operation i mean i you know you know i would say they're definitely cut from the same cloth i'd see these as like you know it's not local you know like you know, <laughs> what are you doing you know like you're, you're supposed to be like in college and using your your degree but it's just, you know it's it's natural of having having that fear of like wanting uh security versus versus risk but i i i like risk <laughs> it's uh I'm definitely glad uh, we gambled on each other and we gambled uh, on this business. And uh, yeah, it's working out for us pretty good. But yeah. he's, he's def- I would say he's definitely proud. Um, he, he's, as, as well as his sister, they definitely chop, chop it up together sometimes and uh, <laughs> hype us up. 
Yeah. But, uh, how, did, how the boys ended up doing this thing together. Oh. Um, well, I feel the timing of your business is, I mean, it could have, in my opinion, just from what I've learned about tiny homes and the going small movement, and now we're in this state where people are working from home and need alternative spaces to have their offices in, and your product seems like, you know, you you offer something that's really trendy and hot right now. Um, is that accurate to say, or? Yeah, I think, I think it is trendy on the container home front. Um, container offices, which is like our business clients, that's something that it's kind of like right place, right time as well. So there's been a huge construction boom and there continues to be in Austin for sure. And so these are just something that companies need to place on their project sites. And then with the pandemic hitting, like, yeah, people are working from home. Wasn't designed to have everyone in the house at once to be working from home, so they need their space. So that sort of lane, if you will, revenue stream opened up, kind of driven by this pandemic. And it's like, we, I wouldn't say we targeted it, uh, just to take a little step back. We really, our competitive advantage was just being transparent, right? Like I was looking on websites, I'm like, oh, tiny homes, these look cool. Like how much are they? Call to get a quote, pick up the phone, like no real information. So you just kind of get frustrated. Like, all right, this, if we build it, it's going to be this price. And everything we build has a price up front. And I think that's really paid off for us in the sense that like, that you're right, there's a trend of people wanting container homes or smaller spaces. And they have one obstacle in my opinion, it's that no one gives them the price up front so they can like plan accordingly. Like even if it's just a starting point and we just started doing it and it's really helped us like catch up to people who've been doing it longer with just that simple like feature, you know? And that's, that's just us taking the e-commerce approach. Yeah, just being honest upfront and authentic. Like who knew that that was yeah. the truth. And, and just to be honest, we're not brains. We're not like financial gurus. Like we set the price at first with some like real, again, cowboy math. They're like, I'm pretty sure if we sell it at offer, I said like 8,200, well, I think we'll make money if we do everything right. And yeah. then so orders start coming in and then these just sort of like, you know, you adjust, you adjust, right? Like on our website, like someone wants a 40 foot container room, two bedroom. Well, we're not going to pay someone to do a 2D model, a 3D model and put it on the website we'll take an order and we'll tell the person, hey, uh, we've never done this model before, so you're gonna get a really good deal. And then the, when we put it online, we're gonna take a bunch of photos, we'll put the actual price that we know after learning from this experience. So like, that's sort of been our approach that helps drive our like e-com transparency and it's worked out. But I mean, sure, have we lost money on building something because we didn't know what we were doing? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, but we're just, we're very stubborn. And I think we get that from our parents where Nobody can tell, and I don't know if this is, I want to say this like a Hispanic thing, but no one can tell you what you can't do. If someone says like, you can't make container homes for under 10,000. Well, now I'm going to, because you told me I couldn't. <laughs> like, it's like, it just puts a fire in our eye and like in our eyes and it's a, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. So we're really big on working backwards. And I don't know if that's something that we grew up with, like that's in our culture, but that's the best way to sort of say it, like just kind of take a stab in the dark and then work backwards from that to make it work. So it's worked out so far. Well, I think you guys just touched on something amazing, which is why a lot of people don't start. They don't bring their ideas to life. They don't take that leap and start the business because they, 
they focus too much on what they don't know rather than I don't know, I'm going to go figure it out and then we'll go from there. So, I mean, that's a really powerful statement to say, yeah, we're going to make this work. We might lose some money, but that's a small, that's just a small, you know, uh, a bump in the road compared to where we're going to go. Because if you don't, if you don't go through that, then how the heck can you move forward if, if you never even try? Of course, you're going to lose a little bit. Um, I think that's phenomenal. And all entrepreneurs yeah. need to be a little, or anybody, you gotta, it's, okay, it's okay to take that risk to, to make a mistake and then learn from it and then keep improving your business. That's, that's wonderful. So cool. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I think paralysis, decision paralysis is a huge like thing. It's its own like, I don't know, like just like group think like problem. But I think, uh, yeah, if you just can just, no, for, you just need to do it once. Just take a stab in the dark once and then it becomes a habit as the wheel starts turning and then you're, you're over that hurdle and you can get whatever idea off the ground kind of a deal. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys were raised by some incredibly resilient people uh, who, who found a way. And honestly, it looks it seems like that was rubbed off. Um, Thank like you. Appreciate that. Kudos, mom and dad, if you're out there listening. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get a call from Delfina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny, I'm not lying. <laughs> um, so a little bit, I'm curious, you know, you guys kind of made this commitment to each other. Hey, we're going to go into business. We're going to make this work. The idea comes, it happens. You take the big risk, go for it. Um, now you're actually running a business. Did that day-to-day -day operations, figuring things out, finances, building, hiring, um, did that relationship come naturally for you guys? Um, how to work together as business partners? Not really. I think, you know, we, you sort of start a business, you hire people you trust and like can work with, like get you basically you trust and you know, because one, like, at least I'm speaking myself, I know if I mess up, they're like, well, they're my family, so I can, do, I, can just be, I can just be honest with them. I can be like, yeah, I didn't know. I just took a guess. It didn't work out, right? And Will's been great on that. Um, <laughs> I think as we've grown, which I think I took the head count the other day, we're like at 35 people. Um, I think then you start getting away from like relying so much on your friends and family. And, then, and those are when those processes and everything should be established by then. So like, it's very professional. But uh, yeah, I mean, on the day-to-day, like it was just like talking to your brother, to your friend while you're working, right? Now that we're growing this business and it becomes like more formal, like our problems are, you know, like more formal, it has changed our dynamic a little bit. Like I'll be like, hey, Will, can you put this in a meeting? Um, can't really talk talk right now. I'm like walking the pig and uh, we just, we should bring someone else into the conversation kind of a deal. Yeah, but what do you think, Will? Yeah, I would, I would say in the beginning, you know, we just had to uh, learn about each other uh, in a different way. And I feel like the start of the business was, uh, was like helped us get over the, that initial learning curve. Because I we were literally with each other like 16, 18 hours a day. I'd, I'd wake up, you know, we were like coexisting with each other for a little bit as we got this thing off the ground. Because it was like, when you wake up, we had to be in it, you know, this is prior to whatever was going on right now. And that got us 
to learn each other's habits, work ethic, how the best way to communicate with each other is. And then that transitions to even now, just learning like the different tools that are out there. And like, and, and, and Rob's been like really patient and accommodating for like my circumstances. Cause I have to use a lot of assistive technology. So sometimes it's like, all right, it's like, hey, we, we gotta learn this. I'm, all right, I'm, I'm gonna knock it out. But it might take me just like a little longer, but I'm pretty hard headed and I'll, I, I will learn something, you know, no matter how long it takes me. Cause I like to be involved in all aspects of everything we do here. Yeah. And I think we're like at an interesting like nexus in the business because when we started, like how it worked was kind of just an extension of how like the family dynamic is. So I'm the older cousin and Will's like whatever. So I'm going to go spearhead this. I'm going to figure it out. And as tasks come up, I'm like, hey, Will, can you take care of this? Can you like call this person and ask them like if they'll take delivery on a Wednesday or like on a Saturday? Like, can you do this? And he would do it and it would work out perfectly. And then as we grew, then we got the right people in there and gave them like the process. But sort of like, I, I feel like that's sort of how it is when you're brothers and cousins. Like, hey, I'm the older cousin. I'm going to kind of tell you what to do a little bit, but just trust me. And then like one day, like you'll be in charge. And you'll do this for the next cousin or like, who knows, right? But that sort of dynamic we had really worked out because we were like, Will was like gracious to put like egos aside and just be like, all right, I'm just going to like, he's going to rob to do this. I'll do that. And then at the same time, it'll get to a point and he can just give me just straightforward feedback. Like, hey, you idiot. Like that didn't work out. Stood, like quit telling me to do these things. And if there was a formality there, that would create a delay. And I don't think that would work out too well. But I think because we know sort of like, all right, regardless of what happens, we're still family. So talk to me as you need to just like make sure we're just driving to get the task accomplished, like or whatever we're doing. So that, that helped out a bit. And that really helped us like, get things done and i think in a very quick manner our first year yeah, yeah. So what do you think what do you think well like am i right like do i i think i've always taken the league and only because i'm the older cousin like and i've had more experience but now we're at the point where we're getting more people involved and you're gonna find you're finding your own role to specialize in does that sound right no yeah i, I absolutely absolutely agree like like i said like earlier uh when we first learn about each other like okay He's, we have the same mindset. You just, you just hit first, you know, you hit that, you hit that next step before me. So it was just like, like a mini accelerator. Like, all right, we're going to, we're going to drag you through some mud real quick. We're going to get a little dirty, but at the end of the day, you know, maybe like a few broken bones, but it's, it's going to be okay. And now like, I'm, I would say I'm recovered and I'm just like, okay, this, this makes sense. This is what's going on. <laughs> we, I, I, I feel real confident with ins and outs of, of, of anything you know i have this, i feel so confident that i'm feel ready to even start like like another business or like that, that, the entrepreneur drive that was like lit inside me with the, the help of the help of bob the help of like like our family and our team it's like a for sure a flame that i don't see going out anytime soon wow that's great yeah. to hear um and i think will said it like perfectly so i think like He's come along for the ride and I'm not saying like, we're not changing anytime soon, but I think it's sort of like, it's like that older brother thing. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to teach you how to run a business from what I think is going to work out and learn from my mistakes because maybe you're going to go do this on your own one day. I'm not sure. Uh, but I definitely say if he wasn't in my family, like you couldn't just say those things, right? I couldn't start off in the beginning and be like, Hey, I need you to do these 10 things because maybe 
you know, this person's not my relative, so they don't know me that well. Egos might get involved. They're like, well, I'm not going to do just what you said. We're co-founders here. But we've been able to take like just sort of like ebb and flow, like, all right, you're, you're leading this charge. Now you are. And, you know, and then like it just makes it a lot easier, you know? And I feel like if I had just found someone on co-founders dating or something like that, I would have to, it'd be like a, a lead time of learning who they are, how to work with them, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's why I think when there is that extra level of relationship in the co-founder dynamic, things can move forward really quickly because you, you understand the other person in a way that you would never understand a stranger. And so, so you communicate in a, in a different way, whether it's you're more empathetic or you're more direct, um, you know them, you know, you know their heart. And I think it makes for great business. I really do. When it, when it works, it works. Um, and it, in, in these experiences talking with co-founders, um, they all kind of mention something very similar where they're so grateful that they have this outside relationship because they're able to face really hard challenges. Um, you know, it's like, you know, with a love for each other. And at the end of the day, whether, whether, what direction it goes in, you know, you still got that love. It's your family. You're going to, you know, you, you have that relationship after and then you say, wow, that experience shit or <laughs> that experience works. Look, here we are. <laughs> And now we're here. <laughs> exactly. Um, in your in this journey of getting to know each other and working as getting to know each other as uh, business partners, I mean, um, obviously it sounds like you have some very similar strengths, such as this stubbornness, this resiliency. Um, do you think you bring other aspects out of your out of each other um, that you didn't know you had? Um, like what strengths do you guys support in each other, do you think? I definitely support Will's sort of, uh, I don't know how there's a term for this, his positivity. So maybe because like, like you said, I'm the one in the front, like just trying to break down walls and get things done. It can make me tired. And, and that's me saying it politely. I can be just cranky, like just, just unpleasant to be around sometimes, right? And you just burn out. And I Will's just like super happy, positive, like, He'll take a phone call and he'll just be the other. If the person on the phone was upset for whatever reason, they won't be upset by the call because he's just like such a personality and he's super positive. And so I feel like me, like, all right, let me take care of the nitty gritty when I can. It sort of shields him from some parts of like the operation where it's like he can stay positive. And but at the same time, that's sort of like a, a re reinforcing effect for me because if I'm worn out, I'll talk to him and then I can just see like how happy and how much fun he's having. And it'll just help me reset. So, I mean, I think that's something that Will's always been super positive, but more so, you know, being a business owner that's doing really well, he can like kind of let that energy flow through him and to our customers and to our employees and stuff. So, yeah. Amazing. What about for you, Will? I would say the first thing that comes to mind would be uh, communication aspect of things. I feel like I I I I knew how to communicate like to my friends and family, but learning like a different lingo on how to like better present myself, not only to each other as like business partners, but as family members as well. As as you stated, like 
having that like not separation but at, at the end of the day hey like i got your back like no matter what like uh, like we're family you know and vice versa and like 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 i like, like i tell him when he's having a bad day like i feel like out of the team i for sure know how best communicate with them and when he's cranky he's like hey he's not upset he's just like it's one of those days you know because on the back end of things i understand the battles he's going through every day on like the things we're dealing with and and just kind of like oof it's, it's, it's all good you know there's there's a next day there's another hour there's, there's a, another second to keep moving forward <laughs> and, uh, and it's it's cool because it's like we, we find each other like checking each other and it's like we're just we're just keep growing yeah that's something that's really accurate i think working with Adam, you can check each other in a way you couldn't do with someone who's like a professional co-founder you can literally say things like uh like just chill out or i'm gonna embarrass you in the next family picnic like you have this you have this arsenal of just like reset and or like do this a certain way that I don't think you could do if somebody was like, a, I guess it was a more professional relationship, if that makes sense, you know? Absolutely agree. Um, you know, I work with my husband and <laughs> sometimes he is, I, I, ha I have to give him a little wifing, you know, offline uh, before the next call or something was going. Um, but you're right. It, it does give you this, ability to see that person a little more dimensionally and really get the way to communicate to them for that specific moment, whether it's to be very upfront and no bullshit, call them out or <laughs> to, <laughs> to build them up in a way that you know they need it that day and because um, you know what's going on in their personal life. And um, as you guys have figured out this sort of pandemic state, obviously, you know, you mentioned in the beginning you were together for these long, long, long days. Now, um, you know, we're all kind of separated right now. Um, and you said your team is growing. Um, you have employees and other people. Um, how's it been handling this sort of working remote scenario for you guys? Um, I'm sure you miss being with each other. Do you still get to get together and stuff like that to, to work? Yeah, I mean, we see each other on occasion. We're living in the same town. Uh, we'll stop by, you know, just sort of keep the mask on kind of a deal. Um, hasn't been too difficult. So, I mean, obviously when you build, and you're in like a construction type aspect, people physically need to be there. So I sort of handle visiting the fabrication shops and making sure like the foreman have direction and everything they need. And Will, he'll, he's, he'll graciously stop by too whenever I ask him to. So. It's worked out pretty well. I don't feel like we've had a real issue working remote, um, at least not on the part of the business that does like everything online, the econ part. The building, it's I'm very fortunate. So like our Houston fabrication shop, that's run by a family. So, and that's really like next door to their house is where the shop is. So that, it's like that family unit is so strong over there too. That's a real like, key component of our success so like the polymers family in houston we love them like they are huge like they can't understate how important they are to us but i don't think if it was a foreman that didn't know like the welders and everything that they weren't like they didn't have that familiar relationship i don't think they'd be as productive and we wouldn't be here now and then 
same thing here. Like we have a couple builders, you know, I'm down the streets, I can check on them, but like there's a familial aspect there that helps them work faster. So as we, it's kind of become a card of our playbook. So as we're planning to open new fabrication shops, like in Dallas and Denver, we're wanting to go out there and find that like sort of ambitious family that like they're, have, they're a strong unit, but also that, you know, they have the construction experience or at least the desire to learn. It's really like valuable to us. So yeah, I guess I've never put that in those words before, but like expansion is going to really like follow sourcing these like family units that are like very driven, you know? Yeah, that makes sense because it's what works in your favor. So do you have any other cousins who are like, can I get a job, <laughs> you guys? <laughs> uh, we have one in Hawaii, which I'd love to go over the shop in Hawaii. <laughs> but, uh, I think he hasn't entered that age where he's ready to, to like settle and work yet. Uh, he, he's yeah. in the pipeline. He doesn't know, but he's in the pipeline. Blowing off the steam, hanging out, being with your family, enjoying each other outside of work, I think is really critical when you do work with someone who you have a relationship with. It is pandemic time, so it's a little different. Um, Rob, you mentioned uh, walking the pig. Uh, what did that mean? It's this little guy here. A little office oh. assistant. <laughs> well, hello. So taking yeah. care of the animals, I assume, is kind of part of your uh, your 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 wellness program. Yeah. So he was definitely a impulsive buy that probably driven by the pandemic when growing closer together because I see him all the time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, we fortunate since we're all like in the parts of Austin that are not developed, the shops down the street and I'm living on like a piece of land nearby so we can have farm life and it's super like appropriate time, I guess, to have that because you have to stay at home a bunch and learn. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I think we both have our hobbies and we encourage each other. Like I do improv and Will, like you have your, you also have your own side business with the gym now, right? So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, since the pandemic's closed down, a lot of things closed down, like, around us, had to kind of, you know, think quick on my feet. Like, I enjoy being active. I get, you know, that's, that's where my joy comes from. Well, that's either going for walks, swimming, running, or, like, just, like, lifting weights. And, uh, yeah, just one day, you know, me and my friend were working out in the front. We both have uh, fitness experience, you know, me spending time in the Marine Corps and taking classes and playing college football. And then uh, my, my, I guess, my friend slash partner I have with on that little like side business, he's been coaching for 14 plus years. He's which he's also uh, blind and visually impaired. And just one day he was working out, and the, the community around us really, really vibed with that. So people just walk up to us like, "Hey, can I like I like that y'all are working out outside? It feels very safe and it's a lot of equipment." And they asked us if if they could join us. And from there, like every week or two, a new person sees, oh man, I see all are growing, like working out more and more. And just like Bob said, they, they like the, the, the aspect of, of us being super positive, giving them a chance to like relax and feel a sense of like normalcy in a time where things are definitely far from what normal used to be. It kind of brings, gives everybody a fresh breath, fresh breath of air. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So if you're looking for an outdoor gym, 
uh, with two blind coaches. Uh, just talk to Will. He's running. He's running a a nice driveway gym. He's got like a he's got a ton of people. And I just you know, I totally we totally encourage each other. Like I love that he has literally another little small business he started, and it's keeping him busy doing what he loves, which is working out. You know. Yeah, and I'm sure it makes. I mean, it just you can show up every day feeling good because you have you're fulfilled. You have a nice work life balance. I think it's all your work. Your work is life. Life is work, and and it can be filled with things that you love or doing it with people that you love. Um, how, how beautiful! Uh, that's such a blessed thing to have. So that's cool. So I'll take a little drive, get a little workout come into a container, chill out in AC or something, and uh, <laughs> walk, see the pigs. You also have a gigantic dog, Rob. Um, kind of looks like a cow. <laughs> 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 but yeah, well, I'm, I'm, thank you so much, you guys, for how much honesty you brought and, and sharing this story of uh, it's really kind of serendipitous and organic business that has grown um, just through passion. I think there's, you know, people give credit to all of experienced entrepreneurs and, you know, um, Rob, both of us have been in the, the Capital Factory Accelerator and you've got all these um, very experienced founders and you can get all fancy, but at the end of the day, what it really takes is grit and the desire to see something through and regardless of your experience level, when you combine those things, you can make anything happen. And that's what this sounds like to me. Is it's just you're, you you will it. You you willed it into existence. Um, no pun intended there, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> um, the way I finish up these shows is with uh, a little thing called a statement sip. In the past seasons it, it was a quote or a mantra or a saying that our founders lived by but this time since we're talking with co-founders um part of what i've learned in having a success a successful business relationship with my husband is that i also have to take care of myself mentally and physically and so i've been asking our guests to just share what they do for themselves to take care of themselves um mentally um uh, during especially this wild year for business. Is there anything you'd like to share with us today? Um, I think I hinted at this earlier. I do a lot of like improv type of classes yeah. or just listen to absurd comedy podcasts uh, like Comedy Bang Bang and I just impersonate them and I try to add like the jokes I hear to my arsenal. And so like, basically I just lean, I, I find myself by myself playing characters to nobody <laughs> it just like helps my mind reset so much uh, and it just yeah i feel like a new person after i do like a 10 minute one end show i guess if you will uh and then I'm, I'm i'm ready to go back to work and like it really helps clear my mind you know that's so cool that's really cool what about you Will? yeah uh myself um I, like i mentioned earlier i definitely enjoy uh, just, just being active, I, I definitely picked up um, yoga, so I practice a lot of like meditation, and I, I check out Central Park whenever it's open, or Barton Creek, and just waking up at 6 a.m. and just seeing, feeling the sun come up, it's like, all right, 
today's not that bad, you know? Like, no matter what happens, like, there's going to be an, another one of these tomorrow. And there's that sense of, like, refreshingness that's, like, you know, today could be, like, the worst day of the whole month. And it's like, well, the next, tomorrow's going to be, gonna be better, no matter what. Well, you know what? That is the key. Laughing to yourself, taking care of yourself at 6 a.m. with the sunrise. It ain't so bad. Bob's Containers, Rob and Will, thank you so much for joining us. Cheers to you guys. And Cheers, I can, Abby. I cannot wait to watch your business continue growing. Cheers. All right, everyone, that is the tea. Another episode in the book. Thank you all for watching. Um, check these guys out, Bob's Containers, if you are in the market for building something way cool. Um, my name is Abigail, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. <laughs> smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website, www.blendedsense.com, or follow us on social at Blended Sense or at BlendedSense.io. See you next week.